It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hola, amigos. It is our number three baseball, football, and who knows what else it is that we feel like talking about. First weekend of full Mardi Gras parade, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Be careful. Have fun out there. Jordan, you'll be on the North Shore. I'll be over here in Metairie. Uh, and I'm sure everybody will be going everywhere all the way around. We'll speak with Tim Grubbs here shortly about what's going on at the lockouts. Um, Major League Baseball did update something here that Jordan will give you in a quick it's check. Friday, Friday, gotta get down Friday. Friday. Hope you enjoyed our college baseball preview day yesterday. That was fun, huh? Jay Johnson, Matt Reiser of the Tigers and Lions. Blake Dean of the Privateers, Mike Silva. Did you negotiate that he's going to come on every week? How'd you do that? Did you offer to wash his car or something? I mean, I, I thought we were getting all the coaches to come on every week. I, I don't know. So I told I was, everyone that I got, got into contact with them. They were like, fine. They were like, cool. I mean, I'll take them. Yeah. If, if Matt, so Matt's going to come on every, every, yeah, every Thursday at 25? coming on. All right. Oh. All the people that I got coming on Thursday. So what you're saying time. is you did a better job than me. No, I'm not saying I did a better job. We no, that's do, funny. We all do the job. No, I like it. Um, Travis Jewett joined us here as well. All those games are going off today, so should be looking good for that. It is. I see John. Who that John's number? I'm, I'm telling you. You're going to come in. Maybe even next week. <laughs> Why wait? Oh, General D and Travis and you next Friday is going to be fun, by the way. Oh, I'm hammering the kingdom. I, I'm severely interested, or seriously interested, in, in seeing how Travis is doing, like state of mind and everything. I mean, I... The kingdom is not going well. The right kingdom now. was so <laughs> bad that he decided it, to take his son to a Pelican game. Instead of game. winter is coming, spring is coming, and it may not be a very good spring or summer. I mean, it is... It is not going well over there. Especially for the MLB. I don't even know how to feel about it. You know? I mean, you got dudes turning down 325 mil. Guaranteed. You know? At Mr. Tim Grubbs is the way to follow Mr. Tim Grubbs. He, uh... For many years, it was the voice of your Zephyrs. Then it became the baby. Do we, we just skip the baby cakes and go straight to the wind surge? What, what are we doing here? <laughs> it's funny when the people ask me where I was before Wichita. <laughs> I always say uh, I was in New Orleans for 17 years. Just leaves it at that. There we go. I never I, say I don't. I don't say the team names usually. It's typically just New Orleans for 17 years. <laughs> you know, you and I know the graph. We know several other play-by-play and everyone else that's done sports. Sports talk, buddy, it's all that. I think you're the only one other in buddy to have your own bobblehead. Like, there was Tim Grubbs Day. What? Over at the Shrine on Airline. What do you mean, what? You don't remember yet? No. Tim Grubbs had his own, like, bobblehead. Like, you had your own day. You threw up the first pitch. You, you were like, you had your own day, man. So I did not have my own bobblehead. That was a bobblehead. Or was it a shirt? It was, uh, it was my own day. I did have a T-shirt with there my it face is. on it, and they gave away uh, – what else did they give away? They gave away uh, posters with me on it, too. <laughs> okay, I need uh-huh. a – do, do, do oh, you, you know, still, do you still have it? Do like, we, does Katie have oh, a poster have. for Daddy in her room? She, she has the T-shirt with me on it. She thinks it's funny. Um, <laughs> but she does not have the poster. I do have them. They're in a box. When oh, you come to no. Wait, you have multiple? Box. Please, Wait a minute. Let me please, tell you something. Tip, can you please oh, send us some? They printed like a thousand of them, so please. I still have a handful left. So you have 995 <laughs> of them. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to see you next Wednesday. No, not, not this That's Wednesday. Two Wednesdays. We, Two we Wednesdays play Wichita State. So Tuesday, I'm going to see you. We're going to have dinner. Bring yep. me a tip. If you have multiple Tim Grubbs posters... I will put one in the studio. We'll give them away on on the show, too. Yeah. (laughs) Autographs. Now, if we only did about 300 or 400 shirts that were giveaway, and I still have a couple of those. I don't think I have many of those left, but I do know I have the posters. I will will put a poster in the studio. That that is absolutely And then I can tell you right now, um, you wouldn't be able to take this one back, but our good friend Jerry Peters over at Southern Eagle, he had the poster also. There's, there was like three of these ones. 
fight. That are huge. They're like uh, That's 20 feet by 10 feet. Yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. I thought I made it when, uh, you know, a coffee sponsor of ours had the sports hangover blend, and we were giving those yes. away. That was pretty cool. I, I that remember. was a big thing that for me. That was a good blend. Yeah, I it was a good no blend. One. It's good. I liked it, and I remember we'd always debated, what was it, uh, Pecan or pecan? Southern pecan, yeah. And then, like, for Christmas, we'd add a little mint in there because I love peppermint mochas and stuff like that. We'd, right. Which, by the way, I'm working on that. It might be coming back soon here, so I'll let you nice. know. Nice. It was a good um, brand of coffee. Well, I'll sure. say this. I might have that back in my hands before there's baseball. What is going on, man? I, I'm hearing that there was a 15-minute discussion, and then Jordan just updated us yeah. 25 minutes ago, Today, Jordan. MLB cancels spring games through at least March 5th due to the lockout. So what's going on? Well, it's, you know what? I mean, when they we've seen this coming. This has been something I think I've referenced on your show about three years ago. Everybody knew there was the things were being coming to a major problem, um, and the problem is is there's issues on every side. Um, the Yankees and Pirates don't necessarily see eye to eye on different things, so that's kind of. And I'm just using them as example: the small market teams and the big market teams on the ownership side, and then the players are the same exact way. You got, uh, you know, the Verlanders and the Max Scherzers, the guys that are making big time money, and then there's just such a huge drop off into the middle class. You know, there's some friction along those ways. But the fact that they've been locked out since early December, which was fine because there's been no baseball, but they didn't even really meet in December. They didn't even hardly beat January. They've met a couple times here in February, and it's blown up. It, you know what I mean? We all know how baseball negotiations work. They they wait till midnight, and they figure it out. I don't know if they're going to figure it out. I don't I don't anticipate base. You know, you're talking about delaying spring training. They're, they're saying, what, March 5th will be the first game. I'd be surprised if there's a spring training game at all in the month of March. Wow. I, I really think that it's going to be a problem and that this is going to impact the regular season, and we probably won't have baseball until maybe May or maybe late April. Who knows? Let me ask you this, because a lot of times, obviously, you know, I, I think my Cubs, Jordan thinks of his, you know, world champion Atlanta Braves, you, your Pirates, but – when 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 MLB and the players have a strike or a stop a work stoppage, it affects a lot more than the parent clubs, don't they? Oh yeah, no, it impacts a lot. I mean, it impacts. I mean, you think about it. Just just take a look at your uh, your Cubs, for example. The impact of business in that Wrigleyville area. How much money is made on a game day? Even if you don't work at the ballpark, you know what I mean. If you're just those bars and restaurants and all that stuff, it's it's a big time now. The one good thing, I shouldn't say good thing, but minor league baseball will not be impacted. Yeah, that's what I was trying to get into. Do, do the minor league teams get impacted by this? So in a way they do, but in a way they don't. Like, um, So if you're on the major league 40-man roster, you are unable to play minor league baseball. So those guys will be impacted. But minor league baseball will resume. So there will be minor league baseball come April 6th um, when the seasons start up. Um, now it will be a little bit watered down because – you know, you figure major league rosters are 26 players. Um, there's 14 more guys that are on the 40-man roster that would have been in the minors that wouldn't be able to play. So it's not not tr- not a whole lot of watering down, but there will be some players that should be playing in AAA and AA or even single A that wouldn't be allowed to play. So it'll be a little bit of a different product. But for the most part, I mean, it'll be ready to go in April. <sighs> I... I think one of the things that's frustrating me, I, I was listening to Buster Olney earlier today on ESPN, Jeff Passan last night, and it, it, it seems like it's, you know, the old, the old good old one side feels the other side has too much of the money aspect as to why we're not playing baseball right now. I don't hear a darn thing about salary cap. Is that just a pipe dream for me? Has it even been brought up? You know, it was brought up big time back in 94, the last time we went through this. And I think both sides fought so much over it that I don't think it's going to be brought. It's not going to be brought up. There's not going to be a salary cap in baseball like we have in the NFL, like we have in the NBA, like we have in the NHL. It's not even a discussion. Um, The one thing that does get brought up, which is a little bit of a salary cap type deal, is, is the luxury tax threshold, you know, when you were... If you're over the luxury tax, you pay a penalty. If you're under, you get compensated for being, you know what I mean? And and in the end, you know, it's a formula that doesn't, to me, I don't think it really works all that great because you'll have the teams that are going to spend. I mean, look at 
there was teams last year, the Pirates, the Royals, the Orioles, the Rays, um, trying to think of who else. There was about five teams in the league that spent less than what, like, one or two, what a Garrett Cole would get for the New York Yankees. You know, Cole made more money than the entire Pittsburgh Pirate roster. Mm-hmm. That's crazy, and that, that, that shouldn't happen. The one good thing about the salary cap in the NFL and in the NBA, you know, really the NFL where I think it works perfect because of their national TV money, is that the Cincinnati's can hang with the Los Angeles's and the New York's. You know what I mean? Like the New Orleans's can hang with Green Bay. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't matter the size of the market because there's a salary floor and there's a salary cap. So that New York and L.A. don't have that extreme advantage that they have in baseball and, and in some of the other sports. I guess there's another positive out of this. My, if if there's no ball until I heard the guys this morning nationally say, if, if it's not done by the end of this month, June is what agents are telling their players to kind of expect and wait for that to sort of happen. So you have a half a season. Can the Cubs win the division in a half a season? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, as a guy that was with the Marlins organization for a dozen years, you know, and, and the Marlins, you know, obviously – you know, they're getting better, but you can you see what happens. The Marlins made the playoffs that year. In fact, not to, not to say anything, but the Marlins beat the Cubs in the playoffs that year. They had expanded playoffs, and when there's a smaller amount of games, the chances of winning, you know what I mean, it's no longer the term. You know, with baseball, we always use the term, it's a marathon, not a sprint. If you're not playing 162, and let's just say you're playing 100 or you're playing 80, yeah, it does improve the chances of a team that might not have as deep of a pitching rotation, which is the Cubs pitching will probably be their problem. And I I think it definitely helps some teams that aren't as deep. You know, if you have a smaller season, I I think it definitely helps in a lot of ways. Um, I think one of the things that I, I, okay, so it's money, money, it's an issue. What else are are they negotiating that would come out of this CBA? I I mean, like on the game, on, on the field stuff, or is this just, Money, Tim, are, are they they're talking about the strike zone, implementing robots, going back, you know, changing different things, um, playoff expansion, expansion overall? Like, what else is being discussed in the CBA since right now money seems to be the only thing they're talking about? Money is the big problem. Okay. These other issues are going to be problems that are going to be things that I think will be worked out. Baseball playoffs are being expanded. We all know that's where the money is. You know, when people – you know – you and me, you know, you put me on your show usually during the playoffs because that's when everybody's watching. That's when the eyeballs go from the occasional baseball fan to everybody watching. Um, it sounds like 14 teams will make the playoffs, seven from the AL, seven from the National League. Um, that's, it sounds like they've agreed upon that. The format and everything I think is still being nothing's 100%. So, yes, there are a lot of things, a lot of – we say minor things, but a lot of those little things are being worked at. Um, obviously, things like the pitch clock. Some of the things that have been implemented in minor league baseball are being worked on. That always has to be collectively bargained. But I think those are things that if we were, if we figured out the money today, those other things would be resolved by the by the end of the week. You know what I mean? It, it, I don't think they're as big of a deal as people think. Um, I think the players and owners – would be able to tinker with a few things and let it work. But, no, when it's all – it boils down to – and I heard Jeff Passon say it, you know, where more and more guys – they're getting – players are getting paid an enormous amount of money in the NBA in the NFL. And baseball over the last 10 years, salaries – this is kind of a crazy stat – have actually gone down. Um, now, obviously, the Scherzers and the Verlick – you know, the guys right. that are making the 40-plus million a year – their salaries are going up, but it's the middle class that has been kind of squeezed out, and uh, that's where the problem is, and they got to try to resolve it. And without, Tim, you, you bring up a good point because we talked about – we. go ahead, sorry. Salary cap is not the perfect equation, but it definitely helps level the playing field. Okay, that's what I was going to go to. I was going to go to because I remember you and I talked about a – got about a minute here. Uh, you and I talked about an article that came out and talked about – the uh, the minor league players, how you got some players making six, seven figures, others making like $23,000 a year, you know, and stuff like that, um, which is crazy. But, you know, it's right. But that's the thing. That's the thing that these stars will get these massive $300, $400 million deals because the big teams that can spend it will do that. A salary cap, Tim, would solve that. It would absolutely help that because what a salary cap would do is – 
make it to where, you know, you like, like with any NFL, you know, you have 200 million, the NBA, you got this, you have to spend that. So not everybody can go get that one piece. They're going to have to spread it around. Right. And that's why I think the salary cap would make so much sense because. Yeah. And they have then a you, luxury tax. Thing, yeah. But what they need to do, and this is what the players want, but I don't think the owners are going to give into it is there needs to be some sort of floor as well there needs mm-hmm. to be that would make you know the small market teams the baltimores of the world spend 50 or 60 more million dollars than they right. currently are right but there's right. no threshold there's nothing there to make them do it and that's right. where that that's what the players want and that's where there's a big problem and yeah i, I don't see it being resolved that way and when they well, do resolve this there's going to have to be some sort of compromise where they're not going to give in all that much. Tim, my final thoughts on this was something that Max Kellerman said this morning on the morning show, and it made a lot of sense. In the NFL, we'll watch a game that doesn't have our team. Like, I'll watch a football game that doesn't have the Saints, and you will watch it and have the Steelers. In the NBA, I still may, because there's some really good players. There's an entertainment factor like I do. I watch TNT on Thursdays, and I do, even when the Pels don't play. I want to watch CP me take on the war. I, I do. In Major League Baseball, unless you're watching your team, very few people now will watch a, a game like that. And I right. think part of the reason is because, again, it's sort of like college football to an extent. The have and have nots are so great that it's not competitive. You know, not that we love the pick on the graph, but grass Dodgers should be winning 130 games. You know, I mean, seriously, like, but if, if they could only have, like in the NBA, a big two or a big three, if they could only have one, not five Cy Young pitchers, if they could only have two max players on the diamond, you know what? Then it's got to go somewhere else. And then all of a sudden those games over 162 become more competitive, more watched, and now people will follow it. That's, that's why I think to me, it should be the principal thing in baseball. No, you're right. I mean, I know we got to go, but like, I'll watch Jags versus the Texans, but I'm not watching Oakland A's nice. versus the Mariners. You're not. And, and there's just something. But if they had some superstars and they were more spread out, maybe I would. Absolutely. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be fun to watch, and uh, hopefully these guys can resolve things sooner than later. At Mr. Tim Grubbs, the way to follow him over on Twitter, Tim Grubbs. We'll talk soon. Thank you, bud. All right. Thanks, Ben. Marlon Faye right next on ESPN New Orleans. Teaming up to create a healthier community, Coastal Broadcasting and Thibodeau Regional Medical Center present Health Watch. It is estimated that over 1 million visits are made to emergency rooms each year for suspected concussion from youth sports. A concussion is a brain injury that occurs from a bump or a blow to the head. If your child experiences a blow or bump to the head during sporting activity, look for the following observable signs. Appears dazed, seems confused, moves clumsily, slowed speech, loss of consciousness, personality change, or inability to recall events prior to or after the hit. Other symptoms experienced by the athlete may include headache, Nausea, dizziness, blurred vision, sensitivity to light and noise, sluggish feeling, difficulty concentrating or remembering, confused or feels out of sorts. It is important to remember that a concussion is not always associated with a loss of consciousness. Balance is a reflection of brain functionality. Experts assess an athlete's balance, including postural control and sway velocity. In addition to balance, memory skills, learning, and concentration are also assessed. Baseline testing, often used in professional and collegiate athletics, provides a preseason evaluation of an athlete's abilities. In the event of a concussion, results of a baseline test can be compared to the post-injury testing. The Sports Medicine Center of Thibodeau Regional understands the importance of safety in athletics. We utilize advanced concussion testing technology called the Neurocom Balance Assessment System. Neurocom provides medical experts the information needed for a more objective, accurate, conclusive, and quicker diagnosis of concussion for an athlete's safe return to competition. 
Testing is conducted at the Outpatient Rehabilitation Center within the Wellness Center of Thibodeau Regional. The baseline testing procedure is the same for all sports. One baseline test per year is recommended. Baseline testing is recommended for athletes of all ages who participate in contact sports. Baseline testing should occur preseason before practices begin. Cost for baseline testing is minimal. Concussion baseline testing is painless, non-invasive, and lasts approximately 10 minutes. If you are interested in setting up a baseline concussion testing appointment or have questions about concussions, please call the Sports Medicine Center at 985-493-4502. 985-493-4502. Or www.tibido.com. www.tibido.com. Health Watch is a presentation of Coastal Broadcasting and Thibodeau Regional Medical Center. For more information on the Sports Medicine Center of Thibodeau Regional, call 985-493-4502 or visit Thibodeau.com. Let's hit it. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. There it is. Little music letting you know it's that time of the year, John Kleber. Guess what I had for breakfast this morning? King cake. King cake. Strawberry filled from a certain bakery that I love. Do you have like your own particular like like it's got to be this king cake or you're not eating any king cake or you just no, was, you're an equal opportunity king cake eater? Okay, I am an equal opportunity okay. king cake eater. Okay, Marlon Fave writes, joins us at Big Fave 504 is a way to follow him over on Twitter. Inside the trenches of the podcast, Marlon, I got to imagine you like king cake. I like king cake, but it has to be a certain type of king cake. Uh, I'm not really the one for the dry king cake, you know, the mm-hmm. one that's not really bread with some sugar colored sprinkles on it. But if it's a good king cake, it has the quality, it, it has the... The, the, the feel of New Orleans, mm-hmm. yes, but uh, hello, somebody. The dry king cake, I don't know. I'm with you. I, I just recently came across one that's a donut king cake from a donut shop. Aren't all king cakes donuts? No, no, no. Yeah, you can't. Stop it. You're doing like the whole hot dogs a sandwich thing. I don't think it's, it's, a it's not a donut. It's a, a donut is a certain dough with a hole in the middle. Okay, that's not a do- stop it. Anyway, um, which is kind of good. I like that. There's certain filled ones I do sort of like. There's one place that does a chocolate chip cookie dough filled one that's just absurd. But, you know, I, I'm in. I'm in on all kind of king cakes, man. I really do. Yeah, I mean, Gus, if I were to say I'm more maybe strawberry filled. Yep. I like those. I like the one. I like the unique king cake, too, like something that's a moist dough. But it has like uh, pearlings and, and cream on it, like oh. something like that'll work for me. Okay. Too. Have you um, tried the Bananas you know, Foster just, one? No, no. But you know what? My wife's a huge fan of Bananas Foster. Dude. I think she would definitely yes. be game for that. There, there, one. there is a restaurant. There is a restaurant whose name you absolutely know. It starts with a B, and it is a bought Bananas Foster one. Man, they just started hitting the grocery stores. There's one over here down the street from mine. Um, you can get it. That you can get it at, at a certain liquor places and stuff like that. I promise you, it's really, really good. Just look up banana bananas Fosters from a restaurant, and it starts with the letter B. It's really good. Okay, uh, I'm gonna take you up on that. I'll one. text I'm, you, I'm, it, I'm obviously. I'll you it, but you know, it's really good. Um, Marlon, I, I just kind of do that. Uh, you know, wanted to start with the tis the season. I mean, it is. I, I love the the Mardi Gras season. Are, are you a parade goer? Are, are you going to be uh, at a parade somewhere this weekend? Well, not this weekend, but we're planning on shooting a Hello Somebody video shoot for Nine Top. So I'm gonna be out there for sure. Okay. Um, I don't know if I don't know if I'm gonna do. I may do Zulu. It's kind of still in the air. Um, but I, I love the fact. But what I do love, Gus, is just like the local travel and to see all the folks in the area just in the Mardi Gras feeling and the yep. Mardi Gras spirit. You know, like we're talking about the king cakes now, and you know, I, I saw like ladies wearing like Mardi Gras earrings. Because psychologically, people are excited that we can actually go to parades this year. Like, this yeah. is the first time in for two years, but it feels like forever, Gus. So I, I, I am excited. 
for the parade season, but I'm probably going to keep it probably like one or two parades. Nah, I'm, dude, I, I, I'm all about it. I can't wait. Uh, there, there's certain staples, right? Got to see. I mean, there's nothing like hearing the the drum corps of the St. Aug band coming down the street, right? <laughs> I mean, the Marching 100. I love that. I mean, just even from the very beginning with the police sirens, you know it's here. Then I do. I, I, I enjoy thoroughly what essentially is a tailgate. I mean, I, it's a tailgate and people throw you things. I mean, that's how I look You're at right. viewing a parade. I mean, I was talking to Coach Mark Schlesinger. Uh, earlier today, he had basketball coach of the privateers. He's like, I bring chicken. You know, we got drinks and candy. I'm going back and forth with the neighbor. We're going to the one tomorrow with her three year old. And she's, she got cotton candy and candy for the kids, champagne for the wife. I mean, I'm like, for no reason other than just go and be a part of it. So I think it's one of the things that's very unique in our culture here in the city, man. So, um, I wish there were more West Bank parades though, Marlon. I remember because there's one that used to pass right in front of my parents' house essentially. And, that was always fun to be able to walk to one. You know what I mean? Well, there is one. Uh, my cousin Cuban, I got to get the information. There's one on the West Bank. But I know what you're talking about. We yeah. had like Cleopatra. We had King Arthur. And I forget the one when I was a young kid. It passed up Ames and down down the West Bank Expressway. It, it was a whole bunch of fun. We were in Choctaw um, one year. The sports hangover was in yeah. Choctaw. Yeah, I remember that. We had our own cups and everything. It was interesting. Um. I did actually have you on, sir, to, to talk a little sports here. Because I think what's interesting is this. Dak Prescott was um, was apparently asked if he should have a say in personnel decisions and things of that nature when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys. But I do think when you're quarterback, obviously, things of that nature, I mean, it. I, I don't know how much, like, say, say is, but communicating with your people is probably a smart thing, right? In in terms of, <laughs> hey, what, because you know what I'm getting at, Marlon? Like, you're, you're, you're on the field. Like, you're on the field. If I'm the coach, uh, the defensive line coach, like, I don't see why it wouldn't be something that would be like, hey, Marlon, like, let's say you were the lead sack guy, right? I mean, you're the guy. You're the guy on the, on the D-line, Marlon. And I'm going to ask you at the end of the year, like, all right, man, you tell me. How are you guys in the locker room? Like, where do you think we can improve? Do we need more help stopping the run? Do we need more help pass rushing? Um, you know, I may even ask you, man, who, who really needs the help here? Or is there some guys in free agency you think would really fit with these guys we have in the locker? Like, I don't think that's, that's far right. I almost feel like the media sometimes makes it a bigger deal of be the personnel guy. I think talking to your players is probably a smart thing. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the best example is, is Tom Brady um, winning the Super Bowl last year, right? You could tell that the, the whole organization was vested on who he wanted to bring in, what type of offense would work. You know, him and Coach Brian Leverage, uh, Leverage was able to have some type of chemistry, so it worked. In Dallas, I, I hate to, to say this about them boys, but they struggle with that. They struggle with, I don't know if it's trust issues, from Dak Prescott between, um, you know, Kellen Moore, you know, is it is it McCarthy just kind of under the Jerry Jones wand? Like, we don't know what, what the full deal is, but what is crazy is you have a roster like that where clearly you have a good quarterback, good receivers. Um, they could, in free agency, you talked about that, they could look at some, some offensive alignment and bring in some uh, free agent offensive alignment, maybe kind of bring some guys in for the draft. But for the most part, the defense is, is, is all put together. So it's clearly play calling. That's really the only area you can look at. And, of course, old Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> Just making sure, you know, if that's the case uh, when you look at it like that. This week, I want to ask you from, from a perspective that you, you you are consistently in touch with today's kids, right? Today's youth, today's young football players from the high school level to the guys that are in college, getting the college things out of nature a lot more than I am, Marlon. So we've touched in the past of facilities being important. That there's reasons why universities have ten different jersey, you know, configurations and all that. When you go visit, you gotta take a photo in the gear, doing those videos at Brian Kelly. All that stuff apparently now is important. What I'm getting though to is this: Kyler Murray scrubbed the Cardinals off of his Instagram. He's now come out and said he regretted doing that. It started a bunch of stuff. Marlon, do you ever have conversations with whether your son or kids that go through your program, whether they're at Conquer Sports and stuff, that 
about the importance of social media and, and being emotional and being mature? Because to me, that that's like an immature thing to do. You're the starting quarterback of an NFL team. Of course, you're disappointed that you're out of the playoffs. But when you scrub the entire team off of your phone, you're essentially telling the other side of the football and every one of your teammates, you don't want to be a Cardinal. Yeah, that, that's what it boils down to, Gus. And, and, and we do talk to our kids about that a lot at Conquer, just about watching what you put on your social media um, because essentially it's your resume. It's a part of your brand. So even with, with, your, with your brand, for children, not, not so much for our adults. You know, as, as an adult, you can express yourself a little more freely, especially, you know, to a certain extent of how, how well someone invested in you. But you look at it from the perspective of a team making its investment. They don't just look at the skills you have on a football field. They want to make sure that you're marketable because they're going to have to sell your jersey. And, and, and now in the, uh, uh, in the day of NIL, that's possible to, to actually see profit as a player as well. So mm-hmm. you want to make sure not only you keep that tight for the organization, but for the fan base as well. So when Kyle Murray did that, it was he had a moment, right? He, he was probably upset about maybe what, what you and I are talking about, not being able to have so much say-so and, you know, in his feelings, he felt like they were supposed to be in the Super Bowl. Right. And he put that up there. So that that was, you know, a younger NFL player that, you know, obviously seek counsel and change. Well, the second you said it's part of your resume, not only did that make a ton of sense, but Jordan went straight to his phone and he's on Instagram right now scrubbing things that he should. Yeah, I'm just getting rid of everything <laughs> and anything. <laughs> At Big Fave 504 is a way to follow us tomorrow. And Fave right inside the trenches is the podcast, sir. Always looking forward to chatting with you. We'll do so on Monday. Thanks, Gus. We have a new episode out right now with uh, Tulane's defensive tackle, Adonis Perlow. So y'all make sure y'all nice. check out Inside the Trenches. Hello. Sounds good. Thank you, man. Appreciate it, buddy. Yeah, y'all have a good weekend, baby. Hey, Joe, I know you too much, King man. <laughs> I'll try not to eat too much, King King. I'll try not to post anything on social media yeah, this do weekend. That. Don't do that. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people posting stuff that they shouldn't on social media this weekend. You know actually. what? That is a perfect time as we go to a break and then bring in Leo Haggerty. This public service announcement is brought to you by the Sports Hangover. Hi, everybody. I'm Gus, and you're? Jordan. Please, this weekend, when you're under the influence more than likely and having some fun during the parade... Go ahead. Don't post on social media. <laughs> Just lock the phone away. <laughs> it's probably a good thing. Sports Hangover continues next. Like exactly. <laughs> we need to do a PSA. Thank you. Bye, Marlon. Delivery trucks rush all over town and sometimes cause king-size accidents. The King Firm has trial attorneys experienced at handling crashes involving delivery trucks. They can help fight for your medical bills, lost wages, and pain and suffering. Get the royal treatment you deserve when you ring the King. If you've been injured in a delivery truck accident, ring the King at 909-KING. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand-related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse, 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. For more than two decades, Reed's Metals has been providing metal roofing, steel buildings, and all the accessories for customers to buy direct and save. Reed's Metals specializes in on-job, sight-standing seam in over 20 colors, plus 26 and 29 gauge AZ-50 and AZ-55 Gavalume, backed by a 45-year written paint warranty and a 25-year warranty on acrylic-coated Gavalume. Buy direct and save Reed's Metals, located at 19 East Lincoln Drive, Northeast Brookhaven, or call 601-823-6516, online at reedsmetals.com. The job search can be a frustrating journey filled with long, lonely hours on a computer and countless attempts to get noticed by employers. ZipRecruiter gets it. No one wants to feel alone in their job search. That's why ZipRecruiter's AI does so much of the work for you. They save you time by sending you jobs you can apply for with one click, and they pitch your profile to employers. So you stand out. Job seekers, feel the love. Sign up for free at ZipRecruiter.com. Once again, that's ZipRecruiter.com. Cutting the price of your wireless bill feels good, really good. 
Actually, it feels great. You should try it out. So cut your bill by switching to Straight Talk Wireless. Now offering our $45 Silver Unlimited plan with 5 gigabytes of hotspot and nationwide 5G on America's largest, most dependable networks. The $45 Silver Unlimited plan from Straight Talk. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. A month equals 30 days. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. 5G capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Only one performance a day. Let's get this show on the road, eh? Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Ah, uh, Yes. Can't wait for the first parades of the season. Mr. Leo Haggerty. It wasn't that long ago, sir, that you were covering a parade. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers had won the Super Bowl. You know what? Welcome back to reality, baby. <laughs> well, welcome back. Deshaun Watson, though, maybe want to be what might want to be your quarterback. How about that? I got no problem with it, Gus. I saw four, three years at Clemson. Saw him at Texas with the with the Texans, and uh, <laughs> I I don't think we missed a whole lot of beats with that down here. That's for sure. I'll say this: there was um there was a time, obviously, with the preseason schedules, the Saints, you know, always like many teams like to scrimmage or or hold joint practices rather right before a preseason game sometimes. And the Saints have done that in the past with the Texans a couple of times. The first time we got to see Deshaun Watson after he'd been drafted, I remember sitting there at that practice and I was just at all. I mean, like talent wise, arm strength wise, mobility. I, I remember at that time I was like, Oh, I would love to trade for that guy. <laughs> just, seriously, he was, um, he's impressive on that. It is interesting to see yesterday, you know, some court proceedings took place. No charges, right? Jordan, no charges, but it was, it was more of a, of an introduction of that there are their accusations. So no formal charges, but it, it it's now kind of the start of the road of the process of either is it going to be settled or are they going to go to court or are they going to go to charges? Because here's the thing, Leo, this is now over a year. Like, how long can this continue without formal charges? You know what, Gus, that's why I think there may not be a whole lot of smoke next to this fire. If, if this was something that the district attorney thought, okay, we got to move forward. I, I'm thinking that this would have been, been important. Done, right. This would have been done. The NFL would have been pushing for it. The fact that this has gone on an entire football season and now more, the Texans didn't even play them. And I, I thought that was a travesty. And, and for David Cully, I fired over it. I mean, he wasn't going to win with the quarterback they had. Right. And I, I just, I don't know what the NFL is going to do. If there's no charges, uh, is it no harm, no foul, and you just let the guy play, or are you going to put him in for something of, uh, you know, uh, personal uh, business or whatever? Right. I, I don't know what's going to happen, but it, it it's going to happen soon, that's for sure. I think the thing that... You bring up a good point as to what what can the NFL do if there's no charges. Now, we've seen them levy punishment in the past when there wasn't a charge or even an arrest a lot of times. So because of perception, because of just hearing that, Leo, let's just be honest, right? 22 females accuse you of something. You almost wonder if the NFL just says, all right, look, here's what we're going to do, four games, and you can play. You know what I'm saying? Just... Levy something to where they can show that they care, that, you know, they're concerned about this, and, you know, they'll probably then donate money to an organization. You know what I'm getting? I'm not making light of it, Leo. I'm just telling you, like, this is, again, I, I like to say that I have my own crisis management company, <laughs> but that, that's probably what you would do, right? You, you, you come out and say you're against it, you know, because of it, you will serve some time. You're, you're going to get a donation because of that. You know, you'll probably put them on some commercials or something. You know, I don't know. I just, that's probably what's going to happen, even if nothing gets charged of it. Cause I just, I just don't see the league that held meetings yesterday with organizations to try to solve how to hire more minority coaches, right? They had Al Sharpton, Mark Morial, all these people yesterday in a meeting. They like appearance. They like appearance. They're trying to do something. I, I have a hard time believing Goodell doesn't do anything and Deshaun Watson just plays next year. Gus, I got to agree with you. It's all about the optics. The NFL, whether this is he's exonerated for everything right. 
they still have to give the image of personal conduct. Okay, great. You didn't you didn't do anything wrong in the eyes of the law, but you did something wrong in our eyes. You know, we're going to suspend you for two, four, six, eight, eight, whatever they're going to do. We're, we're going to do this. We're going to. And again, Gus, let's go back to Michael Vick. <laughs> he came back and played. And again, he served jail time. So again, nobody died. There's a, a big situation here where if this two consenting adults and all of a sudden somebody cried wolf, I don't know. I, 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 when you got two, 22 of them, figure maybe some of it is correct. But if it was, why hasn't it proceeded forward? Unless the district attorney doesn't think any of this will, will, will play out in court. So, all right, so let, let's say that's plan A. What is plan B for the Bucks at quarterback? I, Jimmy G? I'm going to look at Russell Wilson. Really? Again, it, wow. yeah, let's, you got some great aspirations over there, man. Let's bring in Deshaun, well, Russ Wilson. How about let's throw in Aaron Rodgers? Let's just throw him in there, too. You, you know what, Gus? The, the thing is here is, you know, Brady was a free agent. So you didn't, yeah, have, exactly. you didn't have to trade for him. Trade, right. And, and now, and look at what the Rams did. They gave away all their first-round picks for proven quantities. Everybody's saying, well, you know, it costs you three for Aaron Rodgers, two, and, and, and a high second for, you know, Russell Wilson. Uh, <laughs> I have no problem with this because you're getting approved. This team is set to win now. It's not set to win three years down the road where you can put in Kyle Trask. So that's that's not going to happen. It, I, I can guarantee you this, Gus, the quarterback for the Buccaneers is not on their roster right now. And don't be surprised if number twelve, after a, a you know two or three weeks or a month, says, "Eh, maybe I want to come back and play," because he's 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 never been. Retirement's tough, Gus. If you don't have something to do, what has he got to do? So that that's what's going to be interesting to see if if Tom can handle that part of it. The I'll... just sitting around and enjoying life. It makes a lot of sense for the Bucks to go do that. As you're saying, you, you, your roster's sort of built now. Now, again, a lot of that roster still is a lot of question marks, whether it's Godwin, Gronkowski, Fournette, all of those different aspects of it. Something you said that's interesting, about two minutes left here with Tom Brady. I've, I've, I've heard that a couple of times. Um, I was driving earlier today, Colin Coward, naturally, saying, and he brought up the fact that Montana and that uh, Steve Young have come out in the last week about how Trey Lance is not ready that they need to expand his time of learning and all that. And he seems to think there it's a Batman signal for either A-Rod or Tom Brady to go to San Francisco and, and do something like that. Um, but along those lines that I find interesting that you mentioned what he would do, Tampa Tom showed personality. Tampa Tom's humorous. Tampa Tom's witty, sarcastic. And, and we know he knows the game. We saw Sean Payton bolt for TV. Could Tom Brady be a studio or a color commentator guy? I think he'd be a good studio guy. I yeah, he'd have to be the the one of those uh, Howie Longs, the the ones that stay in the studio. I don't think right. he'd be a play by play or a color guy. But how would you like to come back at halftime and go, "Hey Tom, what do you think of this?" Uh, and you're getting the goat. I'm in. I'm, I'm, I'm being, yeah, like a Monday night football or, you know, on Monday night or Sunday night studio. Like, I'd rather him than, you know, Chris Sims. I mean, <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I mean, imagine him and Breeze and Dungey on the set. You know what I mean? I just, oh, honestly, it would be fantastic. But because he's witty. He really is. That's a trifecta for sure. Yeah, and that's what I mean, where it's it's one set. You ain't got to go nowhere but that one day. You're sort of pampered, you know. That just makes sense yeah. for me, man. I, I think I think it would be kind of fun to see, Leo. It would be fun to see. It, it would be. Hey, Gus, real quick before we go, I, I, if I'm the Rams head coach, okay, I am going to my offensive coordinator and go. We are never going to throw a pass to our quarterback again. I don't know if people brought this up, but if Cooper Cup hits Matthew Stafford with that, you know, flea flicker, right. That may be a Matthew Stafford's last play of the game or his career because the safety had him between the crosshairs. Oh, he was He'd have caught pop. that. And remember, he's not a quarterback then. He's a receiver. He may have knocked him into Monday. No, and no. so that's 
probably the best they'd have in the Rams is he overthrew it. It's crazy when you look at that game. So many one plays could have changed so many different things. They could have scored after Jamar Chase got that ball inside the five-yard line to settle for a field goal. If Burrow would have had a half a second to hit Jamar Chase for maybe a possible game-winning touchdown, you know, before he gets sacked to end the game. Thank you, Leo. Appreciate the time, bud. That's always a pleasure, and uh, enjoy the weather. We're down here about 77. I got a sunburn yesterday watching the girls' lacrosse game up at the University of Tampa. Have a good one, my friend. (laughs) There he goes, Leo Haggerty. Girls' lacrosse, Jordan. Could you do play-by-play or color for girls' lacrosse? Probably not. A lot of my friends played lacrosse in high school. Really? Yes, they did. Did you ever play lacrosse? No, I did not. What did you do? They they won a state title, too. What did you do? Did you play any sports at St. Paul? I played Ultimate Frisbee my first year. Ultimate Frisbee. Hey, it's a hard sport. It's a lot of running. Don't 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 hate on it. Oh, I'm not. I love Ultimate Frisbee. It's a sports hangover in ESPN New Orleans. If you go to New Orleans, you ought to go see the mighty girl. When you see the mighty girl, somebody will tell you what's going to fall. Calvin Braxton Ford is your brand new car dealer in Lockport, Louisiana. They cannot wait for you to stop in and take a look at their big town inventory and small town prices. Schedule your test drive today and let one of their trained sales staff help you every step of the way. Their skilled management team ensures that you'll have a phenomenal experience, whether it be sales, service, parts, or financing. Ford, the number one brand in America. Stop by today at Calvin Braxton Ford, 5878 Highway 1 in Lockport. Want more from your bank? Open a Cajun Pride checking account at State Bank and Trust Company and enjoy the benefits. Unlimited check writing, overdraft protection, online banking, mobile banking, debit card, ID theft assistance, safe deposit box discounts, prescription drug discounts, shopping, travel, entertainment discounts, and much more. Call or come in for more information about applicable fees and terms. State Bank and Trust Company. Cajun Banking. Served just the way you like it. State Bank and Trust Company. Member FDIC. I was surprised. I was definitely surprised. Yep, we had no idea. Totally surprised. Um, can you say jaw drop? Who knew? State Farm with these great rates? The surprise everyone's talking about is the surprisingly great rates for home and auto insurance from State Farm, especially when you combine them. When you want the real deal, call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today. 985-632-0988. Now back to the sports hangover with Gus Kattenga. All right, there, Jordan. My stomach's ready. Do you have a phrase? Do you have a saying? You out there? Here's the floats right in front of. Are you a head? Stop it! Pull your shirt down. What? I never did anything. It's unbelievable. My shirt's pulled down. Stop okay. making false accusations over the radio airwaves. No false accusations. Um. Do you say hey? Do you literally say the phrase, hey, throw me, mi- yeah, no, throw me throw something? Me something yeah, you just, I, I'm a, I'm a, yeah, that's me. That's me. Yeah. Do you wave both hands, one hand, or you just throw your hand up in the air and say, hey? You know what? I can't even have a serious conversation. No, I say, hey. That's not what you did. Hey. Why are you giving them the one finger salute? I'm not. You're not going to get anything. Number one. Hey. Although that is a very bold strategy, Cotton, if you do do that, right? If you do that, then that person goes, oh, really? And then they pelt you. Is that why you There are some bleep holes on the, on the parade route, though, that, like, intentionally grab the big beads and pelt them at you. Uh. Ever had that happen before? Well, I've seen it happen. Probably because they got a one-finger salute. I never know. No? Or it's too intoxicated. Really? I will say this. I tend to look forward to, like, I think tonight's Cleopatra and other, you know, parades that, you know, maybe my chances are a little bit better. Why is that? I'm just, I've ridden in parades. I, I understand it. My, my wife and child will have more beads than me tomorrow. <laughs> well, I wonder why. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, that's why I'm there for the party. I'm there for, I'm, I'm there to, you know, chit chat, have fun, make sure my kid doesn't fall back off the stepladder. That's why you know. That's why you grab. I will say this: I have had way more fun having Carver on my shoulders or in the like because we we you will get something. Something's coming your way every single float, which is incredible. When I step down and let my wife then like stand behind them, 
Not a bee. That's why you you, you find the smallest child, the yeah. acute child in the craft. We, well, okay, you stand that's by called them. kidnapping. No, no, I'm not saying take them. I'm saying that you stand right next to them, and then you, you point to the kid, <laughs> oh. and when they oh, throw so you're it, using it as a you prop. snag it. So you're using it as a prop. And it, then or, 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 you got to share if you're going to use a child that's not even yours. Come on. You made me a little nervous there at first, and you said that's why you find the kid. <laughs> Do you have any children a, anywhere got, in your family? He's got to hustle harder if he wants to get the prize. Is there any kids in your families? Yes. Like uncles, aunts, whatever? Yes. You, didn't? you have no. some? Well, so you do go stand by them. Exactly. But actually, no. This Mardi Gras season is going to be even better for you this year. You're going to have the best Mardi Gras season ever this year. Why? You got a girlfriend. Oh. Yeah. It's the best of both worlds you're going to have. You actually, you know, because normally you would be out at a parade trying to, you know, communicate, chat up, get the no. No. And yeah. No. No. That's not, that's all I did at parades. <laughs> at least when I was young. Not now. But yeah. I mean, so now, yeah, because now you, you can point to, hey, long bead for the lady. Long bead for the lady. You know? Why you throwing my, why you throwing my lady? Stuff like why? Okay, so don't be that guy because obviously you want her to get the throw. So, so you you somehow turn going to a parade into the guy at a bar that you actually bump into, and then he goes, "Whoa, whoa, why are you throwing the? Yeah, why are you throwing a stuff down to my girl? You hit me, dude. What? What are you talking about, man? It's crowded in here. Just go to the bathroom. No, bro, you want to fight? That's unbelievable. So somebody throws a bead (laughs) to your lady. All of a sudden, you're, you're giving them the stink eye, huh? That what you know? Float. You know what? How no, about I'm not doing. I'm not doing. Just stay home. Here's the problem. I don't know. I don't know with what you. What do you mean? You don't I know. don't know with you. Yeah, I will that, say that this. Been a I, I will say this. At the Pell's game, when I met her, you were well behaved. Thank you. You were well behaved. You were not that guy. You know, you were you were well behaved. I'm a model citizen. I don't know. Have you seen your photo? I have on my phone. Yes, that's that's when I was <laughs> at a sorority house. That that is still one of the most remarkable stories that I've ever been told by you. By the way, you like that story, huh? Yeah, I do. I mean, it was like four of y'all in five sororities, and I say four of y'all like four guys. Yeah, yeah. I still don't know watermelon, how you got watermelon bash. <laughs> Where's that at? Spring Hill. Yeah. Should we do the show live from there this year? Uh, do you have you still have hookups? You have no, connections? No. No. You don't want to go do water? Oh, you wouldn't be allowed, huh? Probably not. <laughs> Enjoy yourselves this weekend. Please be safe and be smart, huh? But enjoy yourself. So crank up the music, buddy. Let's do this. Matt Moscone and after further reviewers next. We'll see you on Monday on the Sports Hangover.